0: Welcome to the Modern Mamas podcast. We're two modern mamas with a goal to inspire empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder.
1: And I'm Jess of Holden Space Wellness. I am a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology, and mama to Bear and Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we are medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We are so happy you're here. Hey guys, it's Jess here. We have the long-awaited podcast topic about budgeting. Um, I'm here with my friend Stephanie Cahill. She is going to be talking all things budget with us today. And I wanted, originally I was going to do this podcast solo, but I felt like Stephanie is kind of like the budgeting guru. She has an amazing story to share in terms of kind of how she's worked through a pretty substantial amount of debt in a short period of time. And so even more so than myself, who I consider myself a budgeting nerd, I think she is going to give you guys a lot of really, really applicable tips and tricks. So Today is all about budgeting. We're going to answer some general listener questions. I'm going to share my personal experience with how we kind of got on the budget budgeting train, um, keeping in mind that, you know, geography, availability, cost of living is always going to affect basically your ability to, to fall within these experiences that we're talking about. Um, but this is always this is really my hope is just to kind of like spur you guys into thinking about budgeting if you don't live on a budget and the cool thing about budgeting is that you don't have to be like in a a situation where you have loads of debt to want to be on a budget budget for me is knowing the money that's coming into your home knowing the money that's going out of your home being able to kind of know where it's all going and then plan accordingly for whatever you want to accomplish whether that's vacation or paying for a college fund or, you know, buying a home. It doesn't have to mean that like you're in dire straits and that you're just like floundering. It can be a really, really positive thing even when you have an abundance of income. So with that said, Steph, welcome. How are you? (laughs) Hey,
2: I'm well. Thank you for having me on. This is exciting.
1: I'm super excited to have you, too. A little bit about Stephanie. She is from Wyndham, New Hampshire. She's a special needs mama to her three-year-old son, Benjamin, as well as an oncology nurse in Boston. She's also a fellow consultant with Beauty Counter, so she has some experience with one of the points we're going to talk about, which is having a side hustle. Um, she also is going to be sharing, or she shares her perspective of living a healthful life while navigating the waters of motherhood over on Instagram and at her blog, um, which is cleanerstephanie.com. So you can connect with her over there as well. Um, she just, she's one of those mamas that I really appreciate because she is just like bringing real life to social media. And I know we can all appreciate that, but thank you so much for being here.
2: Thank you for having <laughs> me, Jess. And, um, I feel likewise about you, and and perhaps we're kind of kindred souls in that way. I just love that you're real and you're honest, and it translates really well.
1: Oh, thank you on the interwebs. <laughs> I appreciate that. That's amazing. Um, before we jump in, we are going to do a little icebreaker because I love to do these just to kind of see what other people are are thinking and doing and loving in their life, but. Tell me some life hacks that you're into right now. That can be anything, but between like having systems or apps or products or anything that you're loving
2: right now. Books. Yeah, Um, two things. I am loving the app Headspace lately. Mm -hmm. Currently doing one on relationships. Um, That's been very helpful. I try to do just even five to ten minutes a day. And then another thing, um, actually just asked on Instagram this morning was, uh, I'd like to incorporate just like a morning flow into my day, um, yoga. And so like four or five people recommended yoga with Adrian, Uh um, and we canceled our cable, which is I'm sure going to come up later. So I stream YouTube into our smart TV and I did a nice yoga flow with Adrian this morning off YouTube.
1: That's amazing. You know, we, yeah. um, the modern mama's podcast email, we're subscribed to yoga with Adrian. So we get her like every, I don't know, a couple of days we'll get like, this is a yoga for stress relief, or this is a yoga for, you know, strength or whatever. And she's amazing. I've done several of her, um, workouts too at home when I don't have time to do anything else. Um, and it's yeah. just a great way to like reset, to get your body moving when you don't feel like moving and yeah, it can just do wonderful things. So that's awesome. Have you tried one yet?
2: I did. I did just a perfect 5-minute morning flow which was the perfect ease into something like this.
1: Awesome. Well, I'm excited for you. Thanks for sharing your things that you're loving right now. So, um Thank every you. yeah, everybody everybody knows me. Well, I'm assuming you know a little bit about me if you listen to the podcast. So, I'm not going to introduce myself, but tell me, Steph, can I call you Steph?
2: Yes. <laughs> okay. Sometimes people are weird
1: about that like, no, my name is Stephanie. Um, I like give everyone a nickname regardless of if their name is actually like nickname compatible. So, um, tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you found your passion, where you got to, how you got to where you are now. Just give us a little bit of background. I know we got your, your bio, but dig a little deeper.
2: Sure. Um, yeah, I became a mother to my son, Benjamin three years ago, and he was born with low muscle tone and a heart defect. Um, developmental delays and was later diagnosed with autism. About two years into motherhood, um, working the night shift as a nurse, I found myself pretty just strung out um, physically, emotionally, mentally, um, and just started seeking ways to feel better, to function at my best. And so it led me down this kind of self-care rabbit hole. Um, and it really started with food and then it sort of segued into other areas of my life and just kind of optimizing, um, again, to feel my best and, um, and be the best mom and wife that I can for my son's future. So started with food and cleaning up my diet and, um, doing a 30 day paleo challenge with my bar studio, which led to me and my husband doing a whole 30 together, which led me to finding cleaner products and enter beauty counter and then cleaning up our finances, which was budgeting. So it's kind of like success begets success. Mm -hmm. And once you start working on one aspect of your life, um, it trickles into other areas. And I think that opens you up to more opportunities and, and more positivity and more abundance.
1: Absolutely. I totally agree. And we'll we'll talk about that when we really dive into the budgeting here in a minute, is um, little wins. And Dave Ramsey talks about this in his book, just to kind of flow off what you're saying. It's like, focus on small things that you can accomplish. He always recommends doing smaller, tackling smaller debts first, because, you know, regardless of the, the interest on them or whatever, because once you pay off that first one, say it's like a $500 credit card bill, you're like on top of the world, even though it's $500, that's a lot of money. And you're like, oh my gosh, I did it. I can do this. And so it kind of feeds you into the next right thing, um, the next positive step. So I love that you kind of webbed that all together with, you know, your clean eating and then your clean environment and then your budgeting and all that stuff. So I totally, totally agree with that. So awesome. Yes. And how long have you been you said Benjamin is three, so you've been kind of on this pathway for about a year now consistently, or a little bit more?
2: Yeah, a year and a half. Okay,
1: awesome. So we're going to dive deep into Stephanie's budgeting story here, but I'm going to talk a little bit, I'll go first if you don't mind, um, and yeah. then, because I feel like I I have some solid stuff to offer, but I feel like you have a lot of really, really good information, Um, so I want to save you for last. (laughs) So a little bit about me, um, personal budgeting story. So I never had a budget until my husband came along. I didn't do a lot of things until my husband came along, actually, including paleo, (laughs) including CrossFit, um, and now obviously a budget. So my... I feel like the there's a stigma around money sometimes, you know, and a lot of that can come from your family of origin, like, you know, how you grew up, um, how money was seen in your household. Um, you know, a lot of that stuff is kind of passed on from generation to generation. And sometimes it's not necessarily like you take those things that you learned and you repeat them in your own life. Sometimes there's like a severe backlash. Like if you're so strict in budgeting and in your household, Um, Y'all couldn't do anything or have any fun or, you know, whatever. Sometimes it's like you go completely the opposite way. For us, um, I was never really just – I was never really aware of money. Money was not something that we talked about. We weren't, like, extremely well off. Um, My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked all the time um, to provide for us. Um, But we had the things that we needed. And so it wasn't until I got to college – you know, I started working when I was 16 over the summer to, like – fund the things that I wanted so like my parents definitely weren't the kind that was like hey here's some money and go shopping or hey here's a brand new car or anything not that there's anything wrong with that but that just wasn't within our ability to provide so um I did have kind of a work ethic early on um but fast forward through college through living on my own it's like I finally had a paycheck that was like in my eyes substantial um and I just kind of flew by the seat of my pants and I didn't ever really have an idea of where my account was. It was kind of like, Oh shoot, I should probably check my account. She's raising her hand too. Cause <laughs> I feel like a lot of people live that way. Um, yep. and so it was just, but then it was like, Oh, it's the end of the month or like it's two weeks until I get paid. Like what am I going to do? Like, I don't know. I think I have enough money. Um, and so when I met my husband, um, we got married and we weren't really doing a budget, our first maybe, like, six months to a year in. And, you know, we sat down. We had started a business, um, and that business event, like, didn't didn't survive. So we had a lot of business debt, um, personal loans that we needed to pay back. We had – we kind of sat down and were like, how much is on your student loan? You know, this is something we had never, like, talked about because we each had our own student loans, and we knew we were going to pay them. And we had that mindset, like, pretty much a lot of people, like – I'm just gonna pay on these until I die I'm gonna pay the minimum amount and that's just the way it's gonna be so finally we kind of started talking and it was like oh we have like eighty thousand dollars of student loans between us that's a lot of money like we're gonna be paying that off for a really long time and as you know every year they try and make you pay higher amounts and higher amounts and higher amounts on the loan unless you can apply for you know income-based repayment or whatever, and it was kind of getting outrageous, like, okay, this is getting to be more than our rent. Um, How do we, like, handle this? We also had car payments, you know, we were of the the train of thought that, like, let's get the newest car, let's, you know, lease it or whatever, and realizing that if we kept it up this way, we weren't going to be able to buy a house, we weren't going to be able to have kids, we weren't going to be able to take vacations, um you know, it was going to be paycheck to paycheck. So my husband was the one who found Dave Ramsey. um, And people either love Dave Ramsey or hate him. I feel like it's like one of the two camps, but regardless of how you feel about him, he has some really, he just makes you think. He makes you start the conversation about money, what it means um, and what it can, can do for you when used in a positive way and what it can do for you when it's not um, handled properly. So we read the book. Um, the book that we read was the total money makeover. Um, basically kind of totally, I was, I was resistant at first. My husband was totally on board, but it was like, okay, we've got to sell our cars. We've got to get some beaters, uh, Dave Ramsey calls them beater cars. And I'm like, I don't want to, like, I like my car. I, I just was very resistant. Um, but we did. And so,
2: that's, wow, yeah. you sold your cars. So, Good yeah, for you. yeah,
1: we did. Well, we got, we did, got one that was, um, a beater. And then the one that I had, I was only paying like a hundred dollars a month and we only had a couple grand left on it. So it was like, the, our decision was, we're just going to pay it off as soon as possible because it would yeah. just be more trouble to go. If, however, it had been like 30 grand owed, we would have definitely sold that one off for sure. Yeah. Um, so that's what we did. We started with his envelope system, um, which you know you guys can read more in depth about that. But it's basically a cash-based system, and we hit that pretty hard for the first like two or three years. Um, of course, there were some things that we had on auto like debit that just made more sense to do. But everything from groceries to gas to what he calls blow money, we like budgeted out and we paid ourselves cash for those things. So the idea behind that is. You know, every dollar has a place, and at the end of the month, you should have your account should equal zero. Because even if you have something left over, that's going to debt or whatever it is, and you're going to like commit to that. And so, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Interject if anything strikes a chord with you. I'm sure.
2: She's not I'm um, just long. like over here nodding yeah. in agreement. Like, <laughs> yes, girl, preach, because <laughs> I feel like we have very similar entryways into all of this. And Dave Ramsey was my ticket into.
1: Yes. So um, that's I would say we and, the, you know, honestly, it's been about six years since we've started really budgeting. There's been times where we have hit it really, really hard and made significant impact. And then there's other times where things just happen, um, you know. We had two babies born, and we paid out-of-pocket for their deliveries because we chose to do a birth center. Um, That was something that we chose consciously. Yeah, and so that was like $5,000 each birth, um, $3,000 to $5,000. And so things we had to kind of like, okay, we're not going to pay off the debt right now. We're going to save for um, the births. We're going to save for some maternity leave because I knew with both kids I wanted to take the full 12 weeks. Um, And so, you know, it's been all in all the trajectory has been – up, upwards towards paying off debt. But you know, there's been some curves, some ups and downs where we've been able to do more and less depending on what's been going on in our life. But always having a budget was something to me that was like freeing in a way. I know a lot of people feel constrained. They're like, I don't want to do a budget because I don't want to tell people to tell me what I can and can't do with my money. Like I want to be able to do what I want. And to me, it's the total opposite. It's like once I know where The bulk of our money is going, and I know that I have this much each month to do whatever I want to with because we do adhere to blow money and the power of blow money, and we can talk about that some more too in depth, but it's been completely freeing to me. And for me, there's no surprises, you know, we plan for everything, so I don't know what you guys do, but we have a monthly meeting, um, probably like a day or two before the first of the month. And we use an Excel budget sheet. I know you use an app that you're going to tell us all about. But for me, I just Mm -hmm. like creating the budget sheet. I'm just a super nerd. We've tried a couple of like uh, Dave Ramsey has an app and stuff. And I just, I like kind of putting pen to paper, quote unquote, with the Excel sheet. So um, we do an Excel sheet. I have all of our expenses listed out. I have all of our like monthly extras. So for example, a monthly extra would be okay, we need to get a haircut this week or this month. We need to get an oil change. Our our vehicle tags are due. It's so-and-so's birthday. Like these are things that are not like recurrent expenses, but things that we want to be prepared yep. for. Um, so we'd sit down and talk about all of that um, before the month comes. And we use our salary is a month for the, the next month. So for example, if we get paid twice in March, then that – those paychecks are going to be used to pay for our April expenses, so it's never like oh, we're waiting for the money to come, um, and we've just planned it that way because it just is less stressful for us. So if you can't do that, that's awesome. Yeah, if you can do that, great. I highly, highly recommend it. But that's kind of what what got us started and why we do it, and we continue to do it. Um, we've also. You know, when we first got started, we, and this is something I highly recommend, listing every single debt that you have. You have got to list it. You've got to write it out. You've got to know it exactly to the T how much it is because it can just, it can get really easy to kind of gloss over that. So for us, it was school loans. It was our cars initially. It was credit card. It was some medical expenses that came up for our kiddo. And every time something comes up, we add it to the list and we just tackle it large or biggest or smallest to largest. And we just keep doing that. Um, And what happens is, especially those debts that have monthly payments, that's eating up a chunk of your monthly income, right? And so the sooner you can take that payment out of the mix, you can then just apply that monthly payment that you were paying to the next debt. So it's kind of like what Dave Ramsey calls the snowball um, effect. So. What do you think? Oh, one more thing I want to say. I want to talk about while I'm on my little rant. (laughs) We also um, and this is not for everybody, but we also I think the tendency when um, money is tight, when you have goals in mind is to really and this is my I'm like raising my hand because I'm so guilty of this. And this is something that my husband has to really, really prod me prod me to do and is giving um we budget giving into our budget and it's so hard it is so hard for me literally we (laughs) we had this talk even though I'm I'm on the budgeting train I'm like hardcore believe about it we had this talk this weekend you know Tim was like I want to give 10 percent I want I want to do that and I'm thinking 10 percent okay um that's a lot of money. We could be paying that towards Mm -hmm. debt and (laughs) he gently, you know, kept mentioning it. And so we just decided to go for it. And my belief is that we have, even though we feel like we don't have a lot right now, we have a lot more than other others. Um, and for us, it's just a mindset. It's, it's, if we're, if we do this, if we commit to giving, I feel like, there's going to be magic in that and things that you think you can't do because you don't have the finances will happen magically because of your, the energy, the effort, whatever you want to call it, your tithing because of what you're putting out into the world. And so for us, it's it's important um, when we give beyond our mean, that means, that's where like the magic can happen. Things can step in. The universe can step in or whatever you believe in will step in and provide for you. And so that's really important to us.
2: That's remarkable, and it's amazing that you and Tim have been here for six years budgeting. And I think what all of that boils down to is prioritizing Mm -hmm. and living intentionally and spending mindfully. And then when you get to that place where you're in a place of abundance and you're organized and you have a system and you know your needs are going to be met, then you can come at a place of let's give 10 percent, let's give, let's donate that feels good. Like you said, that energy is then returned back to you and it's a rising, you know, tide lifts all boats. That's really awesome. Exactly.
1: So yeah. And that's kind of my story. Um, you know, the one thing I want to mention before I want to hear more about Stephanie, and then we'll we'll dive in. So I'll mention one more thing. We'll talk about Stephanie's budgeting story, and then we'll talk about how we kind of cut costs in different areas and things like food and, you know, Stephanie mentioned subscription services and all that stuff. But um, the other thing is, you know, it doesn't have to be – so what Dave Ramsey talks about is, a lot of the times uh, there's an income crisis. So for example, say you have debt and you make a modest salary, maybe you make like thirty dollars to $40,000, but your expenses are so much that you're not able to throw anything towards debt. So the first step you do is you cut your expenses, right? And so you'll cut your expenses as much as you can to live you know, sustainably. But sometimes it's like unless we find a way to bring more income in, you're always going to just be kind of just chipping away you know very slowly so he always his big thing is make more money find a way to get more income in and so one of the things that both Tim and I do is uh, we've got side hustles I mean Tim is web design like he works for a company that employs him full-time but on the side he also uses his skills and this is something he did not have these skills um, before we started budgeting and so he we basically made it a um, priority for him to take a course. We budgeted for the course, and he became able to then use this skill that he took a course for to supplement our income. So I, I highly recommend finding something that either you're passionate about or you're good at and like getting after it, like figure out how you can turn it into something that will generate you some some side income because that's when you get that extra income you'll be able to make a significant impact on budget. For for me, um, there's been a couple different things that I've done, but Beauty Counter has been one of them. I know that's the same for you, Steph. And this this podcast is not about Beauty Counter. It's just basically showing you that find something that you're passionate about and you can turn it into something that is really um, can just make an amazing impact in your life and your income and in your just ability to do different things and achieve your goals, whether that's vacations, like I said, or you want to replace your wardrobe or whatever. Um, I highly recommend chasing a dream. Would you agree? Yes,
2: (laughs) absolutely. And I think, like you said, find your passion. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, it's very easy to share it because it comes naturally. Mm -hmm. And And when you're able to monetize that um, and make a significant, you know, difference for your family, it's all that more empowering. And, you know, the things, what you put your energy into is what grows. Um, And so just crafting and finding what it is that sparks you and what you want to share, you know, and then taking action. Um, You reminded me of a great podcast I like to listen to called Side Hustle School Mm -hmm. with Chris. I'm going to butcher his last name, G something, but it's really cool because <laughs> his episodes are only five or 10 minutes long and they're about individuals who have, who have successfully built a side hustle. And so I just listen to these quick little five, 10 minute episodes and the topics range from all sorts of startups, but it's, um, really cool and inspiring to listen to what other people are doing to make a difference, you know, in their homes.
1: Absolutely. Well, I have a feeling you're going to tell us a little bit more about what you're doing. So why don't you give us the rundown? I'm done with my, my kind of all over the place rant. So tell us how you got to all of this and what you've done and what you plan to do.
2: No, that's awesome. I was nodding in agreement through much of what you were saying, because we were in those similar spots. Um, last calendar year, Matt and I had eight weddings and so factor in all the showers, the traveling, the hotels, the gifts. And, um, it was stressful just kind of, and prior to this, you know, we sort of also lived like willy nilly with our finances. Like we had a rough idea of what was coming in and what was going out and when our bills were due, but there was no real system. And I never felt like I had a finger on the pulse. Mm -hmm. Um, and so actually kind of getting to that place of scarcity of, oh, my God, how are we going to afford this next wedding or this next you know, weekend away um, kind of shocked us into getting real and getting serious about all of this. Um, and my girlfriend at the time had just read Total Money Makeover, and so I rented it from the library, and that was what began this. Um, rabbit hole. And then a cousin had um, introduced us to You Need a Budget, um, which is an online, basically, it's Dave Ramsey's principles of using the envelope method and budgeting down to zero, but it's online. And so um, really, our first step into all of this was getting organized with a spreadsheet of all of our debts. And first, it started with me writing them down. And it was like the Toys R Us credit card you know his personal credit card my personal credit card um and detailing out all of our debts and it was like enter all the panic and all the stress and it was like the rose-colored glasses were off and I was like staring at this huge number (laughs) of school loans car loans our furniture loan and it was like staggering and so but then just to put it into action and take the the next steps with getting organized was helpful. So we did a spreadsheet. Um, We made one document with all of our accounts and our usernames and passwords. Um, So this is an actionable thing that you can start today Um, because, you know, he took care of some bills and I took care of other ones and I paid my school loans and he paid his school loans, but we got really organized with all of that. And we put as much as we could on auto pay and then created a calendar of bills going out from the first to the 30th. Mm-hmm. Um, and on my blog, I did like three part series of budgeting and it kind of details our first, you know, steps into all of this. Um, so what the program you need a budget, or I'm going to just call it YNAB. It's cool because you can access it from your phone or on your computer um, and when you track things, you're more accountable and you're more transparent, right? Like when you, you know, wear a Fitbit, you're more aware of the steps you take in, in your day. Or if you're working on a certain, you know, CrossFit program, um, you're keeping track of, you know, what your your PRs are. So YNAB for me did that um, to make us more accountable uh, by entering in every single transaction. So I like to think of it in layman's terms as like, monopoly. And, you know, you pass go and you collect $200. And then you have to make your way around the board and you need to stretch that $200 until you get back to go and collect another $200. So it took me some time to wrap my head around all of this to think about money like that and taking that $200 and really looking at my buckets and what are bills are and what our true expenses are sprinkling down that $200 so that it lasts until the next time I get around to 200, you know, to that go. That's Um, an amazing
1: analogy. I love that. Makes so much sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: I have to like dumb things down sometimes. And so when we were learning about YNAB and they offer free workshops on their website, Mm -hmm. um, interactive and different topics, um, getting out of debt, saving on your food budget, um, credit cards. So for me, yeah, turning it into a game of monopoly was helpful to think about money like that. Um, because I did not really have a great, um, example of money growing up. It Mm -hmm. was a scarcity. It was always contentious. It was stressful. Um, so, and then another thing we did was we consolidated our bank accounts to just have Mm -hmm. one working horse, and everything goes in that checking account, and everything goes out. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like I have to, like, you know, hide or I can't get my nails done or things like that. It's just like you have a budgeting um, meeting every month with Tim. You know, we've discussed what our true expenses are. We embrace them. We plan for them. We allocate for them. And then when I go into my YNAB and I can see Steph's blow money and Matt's blow money you know if he if I want to go get a five dollar drink from Starbucks it's no questions no asked Mm -hmm. because that money has been allocated for um
1: whatever you want to use it for yeah
2: exactly um so once we started paying attention we just got serious about the the paying off our debts was very motivating and it's very addicting like Mm -hmm. it's like a little hit of dopamine every time you (laughs) log in and you apply an extra extra credit card payment. You're like, bam, um, take like,
1: that, stick yeah, it to the man. I mean,
2: <laughs> even if it's just an extra, literally an extra $20, yeah. it was empowering. Um, and so we paid off $7,000 of consumer credit card debt. Um, and now we are completely cash-based, like you mentioned. And Um, you know, we went to a wedding in December and everything was paid for in cash. And that just felt really, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, And then for my school loans, which this was something that I just paid the bare minimum for years. You know, I graduated 10 years ago from nursing school and I just sort of thought that school loans were something that everyone has and you'll always have them. End of story. And um, successfully paid off $11,000 of my school loan debt. And so now we can snowball that you know, what we were paying on top of Matt's school loans. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we'll tackle our furniture and our car loans. And once we get rid of like that consumer debt and we're just left with our mortgage, um, I think that will be the ultimate goal for Mm -hmm. us. Um, And to continue saving for our son's future is also our primary goal. So I think, too, crafting your why and keeping that really close to your heart when you're doing this and kind of doing a deep dive into your budgeting um and into your finances is really helpful to just remember and you know just like when you take on a new eating plan and you're thinking about your health goals or changes you want to make with your body or your energy levels it's that same principle of you know what matters in life what's really important is my son's security and his future and much of that is unknown right now you know having a child with developmental delays so it's really personal and it's really important and it feels really good to know that we're actively working on that and it's strengthened our marriage and our bond in a way that it's increased our communication and it's given us something to work on together. And when we achieve these little baby steps and, you know, we knock off this credit card and we pay off my school loan, it's feels really good. And so, um, we're only six months in, so that's amazing. I, mean,
1: I can't believe you paid off that much money in six months. That's it's like it almost makes you <laughs> wonder, not just you but to us, like, what are we doing with all that money? Like if that we if we could Yeah. We paid off a significant amount of debt in like our first few years, you know, it's like we were just like, what were we buying with all those thousands of dollars, you know?
0: Hi friends, Laura here. I am so excited to announce that the Modern Mamas podcast has joined forces with Paleo Valley. If you've been following me for long, you know that I absolutely love and appreciate their products because they've been such an important part of my journey to health also now Evie's journey, especially with her first foods. Our absolute favorite in this household is the grass-fed organ complex. We also love the beef sticks and their brand new turkey sticks and take them with us basically everywhere we go on all of our travels. Some other of our favorites include the Organic Super Greens, which are great for smoothie bowls or smoothies or just taking down the hatch right as they are. We love the grass-fed, non-denatured whey, the superfood bars, which are loaded with collagen, and um, I cannot wait to now try their new Essential C Complex. Don't miss out. You can get an awesome deal. Just head to our show notes for the discount code and link and try them for yourself. You will not be disappointed. Enjoy! Enjoy! But you don't know because you're just
1: like swiping the card and it's kind of like second, like you don't even really think about it. And now with the cash, like it's science based. Like when you have cash and you're not swiping your card, you're going to spend significantly less because you can see it. It's not just like money as is, like foreign concept or this like idea. It's like, this is money. This is what money looks like. You know, this is the money I have with me right now. So, I totally it makes understand.
2: It very palpable.
1: Yeah, and then what you're saying about how budgeting like really brought you and your husband closer together, like that I would echo that, but I would also say that initially be prepared like you've both got to be on the same page and diving into money can bring up a lot of emotional issues. I mean, we have like we were mentioning before, there's emotional ideas attached to money no matter like who you are um and so and like the ability to do what you want with your money and just all of these things um and so be prepared for there to be possibly a little bit of like uncomfortable like discomfort when you first start this discussion um and things might kind of come up and I think of it as like a positive it's almost like a kid having a tantrum you know it's like they're releasing all these emotions and it's like ah like, this is scary. This is, I don't like this. Um, but it's also an opportunity to work through it. And to me, I mean, we talk about it on the podcast all the time and that's a great thing to kind of feel feelings and work through them. So be prepared about, for that. I don't know if you guys yeah. went through like I'm a little so bit g- of,
2: I'm so glad you mentioned that. Cause I completely glossed over, um, the very difficult part of unearthing everything. Mm-hmm. And that was really hard. And we were in a state of, anxiety and stress for like a few weeks there when we kind of unearthed everything. Um, I think it's really important. And I mentioned this in my, my first blog post about budgeting is to not play the blame game and, you know, Oh, you know, you spent this and you spent that you need to not beat a dead horse dead. Let those things go. It's all about moving forward, Mm -hmm. pushing the needle forward and working together. And so what's in the past is in the past. And, I'm with you. Like, I felt like I worked for 10 years, you know, as a professional and had saved very little, had very little to show for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because I did just swipe and not really intentionally, um, think about where, where my money's going. And again, this all comes back to prioritizing. And I think at first I thought a budgeting is so restrictive and it's so, you know, but it's really, it's not about restriction. It's, it's, Liberating, like you had said, it's peace of mind. It's having a, a game plan and being on the same page with your husband and working towards a shared goal together. Mm-hmm. And it's so empowering once you get yeah. going.
1: It's about intention. I think you mentioned this earlier. It's not about restriction. It's about some, about intention. It's about being intentional with every dollar that you have and really knowing why you're spending it, what where it's going. And you know, I think it also challenges us. And I, I'm guilty of this, too. It's like I have my blow money, and i am you can use per, consumerism or just consuming or buying things to put a Band-Aid on deeper issues sometimes, too. And I think that's why sometimes it's scary for people to think about taking that away because maybe they aren't – dealing with some things, some things that are going on in their life. They're using, um, you know, shopping or getting their nails done. Not that these are negative things, but they can be just a way to avoid. You know what I mean? And so Oh,
2: absolutely. People
1: are scared to take that away. Um, and it's not that you have to take it away. You just have to be intentional. And, you know, if you do decrease your ability to do those things, my hope is that maybe it spurs you to tackle some some issues that you might be avoiding,
2: you know? Absolutely. I mean, we're bombarded by consumerism and 80% of Americans live paycheck to paycheck regardless of their income, whether they're making 30,000 or 130,000, they're still living paycheck to paycheck because with the bigger paycheck comes the bigger house, the bigger car, the more expensive vacations, you make more, you spend more. Mm -hmm. So I found that really remarkable. Um, And you kind of do have to be counterculture when you kind of dive into budgeting, um, cause it is so easy to keep up with the Joneses or try, you know, yeah. and subconsciously we're subjected to it all the time when we log into social media and we see what everyone else is up to and what they have. And, um, it's so easy to get caught up in that rat race. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just getting started and taking some baby steps and some personal developments and, um, you know, now I just have, a less is more mentality, um, regarding stuff and things like in my house and in my physical space, you know, less physical clutter equals less mental clutter, which equals less financial clutter. Mm -hmm. And that generates more opportunity, I think. Um, so just kind of shedding the, the accumulation of things and stuff. And what is it that, what is it that I want in life? It's, It's happiness, it's joy, it's memories with my husband and my son, downtime, quality time. And so that's, you know, what I'm working for versus, you know, the next greatest toy or thing. Right,
1: and exactly. Like, think about what you really want out of life. And then when you're thinking about utilizing your money, you know, besides your basic needs, think about is this purchase or what I really, really think I want, is that going to get me closer to my like, true goals, you know, is buying this, whatever, I can't even think of anything right now, because I haven't bought anything for myself in a long time, is I'm looking around my house, is buying this, the next iPhone, is that going to really, really get me closer to being connected with my family? Probably not, Um, you know, so, um, and I love how, I'm just looking at our notes right here, you're talking about the um, Marie Kondo principles, so the, um, oh my God, what's it called? I have the book, The Art of Tidying Up or something like that. Yes, yes. Um we have the book and we have really tried to do this. Um it's hard because we need to like carve out a whole like day or two with just me and my husband to like go through our house. But um I love the her principles. And if you can get the book, um it's amazing, but her whole thing is like you said, like does each item and this is expanding beyond budgeting, but it's like it's the whole like stuff issue like does this item bring me joy if it does keep it but you have to really like think about it sit with it like hold the item in your hand like really really sit want to have this in your home and then her whole thing is like just get rid of it you know and that's hard because sometimes it's like but i but i love my book collection like i've collected i read all these books and you know maybe one day i'm going to go back and i'm going to read that book again well are you, are you, you really? probably aren't? Yeah. yeah. And if you really decide one day that you really want to read it again, then maybe you'll just buy it again. Um, not that that's go like, go to the library. Yeah. Go to the <laughs> library. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I, I love those principles too. And they kind of go hand in hand when you're talking about budgeting and then therefore, you know, decreasing the amount of stuff in your house. Um, yeah, totally. I, yeah. I'm just reading through your notes right now. But so um, and tell me a little bit more about some of the resources that you use, whether that's podcasts, your books, um, stuff like that, yeah, that so, to help you get on track. Um,
2: a great starting place is that you need com. Um, you can do a 30 day free trial. And like I said, you can utilize their free workshops to learn more about budgeting and how to budget. Um, so that was huge for me. And then, um, my favorite podcast in the money space is choose FI and FI stands for financial independence. Um, and I have learned a wealth of knowledge from those guys. Um, and they really do deep dives into all of these topics, whether it's developing a side hustle, frugality, um, you know, um, real estate, different, um, retirement, tax optimization, things that I didn't even know that I needed to know about, I've learned from that podcast. So I cannot recommend them enough. Um, I don't even think that they're on Instagram, but choose FI is a wonderful resource.
1: Um, I'm taking, I'm going to include these, all these in the show notes too, by the way.
2: Yeah uh, utilizing your library, speaking of which you can get so much free content there. Um, I just went to our book sale last week and I purchased two kind of classic books on this. One is, um, your money or your life and also the millionaire next door. And, um, another plug for the frugal woods, which is a cool story of a husband and wife. They lived in the Boston area. And then they up and moved to Vermont and live on a homestead, and I just really like her writing and her content. And yes, much of this is about money and finances, but a lot of it is actually more geared towards what do you want out of life. Um, so those are some of my favorites. Um, also, I learned so much about the, the real estate bubble from the 2007-2008 crash from the movie The Big Short. My husband um, is
1: obsessed with that movie. He wants to watch it literally really? every night. Yes. I'm like, we've seen this movie. I know what happens, but it's really good. It's really, really good.
2: Yeah. So I, it's, yeah. it's just like anything. Once you start to learn a little bit more about the paleo, you know, food movement, you start to, you know, learn different topics within that. And so it just sort of led me down a few rabbit holes. But yeah, that's those are amazing. some of my favorites.
1: Awesome. Okay, we'll definitely, definitely put those in the show notes so that if you're interested, um, you guys can start your um, journey on budgeting. So is there anything else you want to talk about in your personal story before we kind of deep dive into some of the specifics, especially about like around food and all that good stuff? Because we got a lot of listener questions about that.
2: Yeah, no, I think that's it for now. Okay,
1: so let's talk about like the nitty gritty and I'll kind of talk about my, what we do. And then you can jump in at any time if you agree or you do something differently. I would love to hear it. So um, in terms of like how we cut costs, we, I spend a lot of time at least initially. Okay. So this is for, for groceries, for instance, I will price out multiple stores and it's a lot more work. But I will price out multiple stores to see really where the best deals are. So, for example, when I go shopping every I go shopping once a week. That's another thing, in terms of grocery budgets. What what they found? They've done studies on this. The more often you go to the store, so sometimes people will say, "I'm just going to run to the store to pick up some things for dinner. I'm going to do that every couple of days." the more you're going to spend because each time you are exposed to the beautiful, wonderful thing that is the grocery store, it's one of my favorite places to be, you're going to see all these things that you don't need, but sounds so good, right? Like, Oh my God, I need that prepared sauerkraut or whatever. Like I'm just trying to think of stuff that always like gets me, but, or that chocolate in the checkout line, you're just more likely to just find things that you don't need. Right. So yeah. I try and go, I do a large Costco run at the beginning of the month because for us a lot of the bulk items um, and some meats um, and vegetables that we can use for a long term are cheaper there. So I'll do a once a month Costco run. We spend um, probably about a third to half of our budget at that monthly run. Um, and then I will go to two other grocery stores. Usually it's Trader Joe's and we have a grocery store here local to Texas called H-E-B, which I'm obsessed with. It's the best mm-hmm. because I've lived in other places and there's no place like H-E-B. So um, anyways, at the beginning, I just nice. automatically always assumed that Costco was cheaper for everything because it's Costco. Um, but then when I actually like deep dove into pricing and things like that, I, I really nailed down what was cheaper at Costco you know, in terms of how long would it last if if it was perishable, if we could freeze it versus what was cheaper to get once a week, every week um, at one of the like smaller stores. So that's what we do. What is your take on kind of grocery
2: budget? Yeah, we do once a week at a market, um, up here called Market Basket. And um, what's really helped us with with our food budget is meal planning. And I know people either again, hate it or love it, Mm -hmm. but we now have like a running joke when we're at the store. Like when we put something in the cart, we're like, do you have a plan for that? (laughs) Because if you don't have a plan and it's not part of a recipe or, you know, um, so in our Gmail shared calendar where we have our days that I'm working and are any other social things, you know, thinking about the meals, for the week. Um, and then just having a game plan and that's really helped us not waste as much and, and buy things with intention. Mm -hmm.
1: Absolutely. And we do the same. We meal plan. I, I do the meal planning every week, but I'll also ask for Tim's input. Like, is there something that you want this week? Is, you know, it's very like, I can't stress the amount of communication that Tim and I have maybe against his will sometimes but i'm just like okay we got to talk about it are you laughing babe i think he's laughing over there um so anyways uh maybe against his will but it's it, we're just communicating about everything so yes we definitely on the meal plan train um and again it's not restrictive it's intentional it's like okay how what and it just takes stress out of it you know it's like i know on mondays we're going to have breakfast for dinner and this is what we're going to do and i have the food for it and it's great Um, in terms of, I'm going to ask you, Steph, um, how do you budget? Cause I know you're very like conscious about what you're putting into your body and what you're feeding your family. How do you budget for eating cleaner? Is there, what are your tips and tricks? Quote unquote cleaner.
2: Yeah. Um, just, this is like an easy one, but just, yeah. Last night at the store, I noticed that cut pineapple, like a bowl of it was, $8.50 Eight fifty versus pineapples were two for five. So I bought a $10 like pineapple slicer off of Amazon and Benjamin loves pineapple. So, I mean, that's just like an easy one, you know, buying the whole head of cauliflower or broccoli versus the florets. Um, sure. Convenience pays sometimes, but it also you can save significant amounts just in those little ways. Um, there, um, I know that uh, we, I wrote in my notes that we just purchased a side of a cow. Mm-hmm. So obviously like meat or protein, animal protein is oftentimes the highest of anyone's food budget. Um, and so I actually learned about this from a patient of mine who um, has a organic um, program up in Southern Vermont. So I um, Spoke with uh, a farmer up there, got all the information, asked all my questions, and um, purchased 250 pounds of a cow at 5.25 per pound. That's so awesome. when you go to yeah, when you go to the store, I mean, meat can vary from five to fifteen bucks a pound mm-hmm. depending on the cut of meat. You know, obviously quality, ground beef is going to be yeah. the cheapest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ground beef is going to be the cheapest, and you know your porterhouse or your filet mignon is going to be on the upper end, but we got all of those cuts for five twenty five, and it's organic and grass fed and local. And I love that. I, you know, that direct retail business model of supporting the actual farmer. So we don't need to buy any more red meat for the year. <laughs> so really when I'm going to the market, I'm looking at poultry, pork, and then produce Right. and looking at sales, um, and just having a game plan. Um, and it's also, it's, we've made that decision to spend a little bit more in those areas because it's important to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So and part that's, of it too is just having peace about it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that is in my notes as well. You really just, when you're talking about budget, you have to decide what's important to you and committing to it. So for us, some people might look at our budget for groceries and be like, that's a lot of money. Why are you spending that much money? You could subsist on rice and beans. Dave Ramsey always liked to say rice and beans. You should be eating rice and beans yeah. when you're on a budget. <laughs> um, with all due respect, Dave Ramsey, uh, that's not what I'm going to feed my family on a consistent <laughs> basis. Um, but you know, food, the quality of our food is important to us. So, um, we just try and make it work as much as possible. We skimp other places, um, some things that also are important to us are like our kiddos school, like daycare and um, the schools that they go to. So that's not something that I'm going to find the cheapest option for. Um, it's something yeah. I'm going to invest in equality quality over cost and um, where we live also. It's like, you know, we want to be able to go outside um, in our house without being scared. We want to be able to go do things by in walking distance. So finding a home um, within reason. I mean, we're not, like, crazy in terms of, like, we're renting right now, but we haven't purchased because we're not there yet. We haven't paid off our debt. So, um, yeah. you know, finding a location that feels safe um, for us was important. But – and then you just cut out the extraneous things. Like, I don't need – to pay however much a month for this like amazing gym membership, you know, you might, if that's important to you, that's important to you. Um, and you just got to make it work and commit to it. But for us, that's not necessarily the case. So we pay for the why right now, um, cause it has childcare and we can go, yeah. and we can make <laughs> it happen. We don't need cable. Um, uh, we do Amazon. Like you had mentioned, um, our phones are not the latest models, um, because I don't really care about it. Our cars run and that's awesome. And they're safe. And right now we're not taking a lot of vacations. And I know for me, it's like that delayed gratification. Like I am putting it off now so that we can have the freedom to do it whenever we want to in the future. Um, So that's our mindset behind it. But anyway, that's a little kind of moving away from the food aspect of it. But um, on that, like food is important to us. So we really make every effort to get the help, the You know, organic, local, grass-fed, if we can. And I'm learning more about that. So um, I was just listening to a podcast, um, the Keto Diet Podcast, but it was actually not about really keto at all. It was about um, meat quality and how if you can focus above other things, just really honing in on getting good quality meat, um, that is going to have a significant impact on your health because poor – it's your little dog getting excited.
2: Yeah, actually, my <laughs> son's therapist just got oh, here. Oh, okay. Um, so I do need to let her in. Yeah.
1: So Steph stepped out. She's going to go, just real life, she's going to go um, get her kiddo, woke up from a snack real quick, and she'll be back. Um, but again, just in terms of food, meat is one of the things that can make the most significant impact in terms of really choosing quality. So um, because everything can hide um, in meat so well, especially fattier cuts of meat. And when I say everything, I mean like hormones or, um, uh, pesticides and things of that nature, things that can really disrupt our hormones. And so for me, putting a lot of effort into sourcing quality meat has been, um, a shift because before I was kind of like, ah, eh, you know, I'm just going to buy conventional meat. It's whatever, you know, I'm doing the best I can, which is true, which it's, it's very true. And for me in that, Time that was true, but now I, I the more I learn about um, the meat that we eat and the impact it can have, and how I don't need um, as much of it as I thought I did, um, it makes it easier to budget for quality cuts of meat. So, um, if you can, like Stephanie did, purchasing a a cut of a cow, that means you're going to need a deep freeze, which I highly recommend if you are on a budget. Finding one off Craigslist. Um, It has been super helpful because one of the things you can do is if you do buy a large amount of meat in bulk, you can store it. Um, The other thing is when you are at the grocery store and a sale comes up on some grass-fed whatever or some wild-caught salmon, you can purchase as much as you possibly can as an investment, um, knowing that you might not get this deal for a while, and you can save it um, in a deep freeze. So that's huge for me. Also, we subscribe when it comes to household items and some food products. We subscribe to um, – we use Amazon, and um, the subscribe and save option because you can get discounts um, on the things. Again, don't add things you don't need, but if you know every month or every couple months, you're going to need toilet paper. You're going to need – I mean, I feel like a lot of people do this already, but, you know, maybe this will be helpful for some people. You're going to need um, – laundry detergent, toothpaste, diapers, whatever, what have you, um, put it on subscribe and save and it saves you money. And I think Amazon prime is worth the investment. Some people might argue it's not budget friendly, but for us it is because it's just, you know, free shipping. You can get a lot of things a lot cheaper there on Amazon. Um, and so that works for us. I don't use thrive market regularly only because I have found I can get a lot of those products. Um, you know, the same price or cheaper at Costco or at my local store. But if you're in a market geographically where you don't have access to a Costco or you don't have access to a really great um, store that has a lot of organic or grass-fed options, I think Thrive is is a really good opportunity to get those products at a reduced cost. So are you back, Steph? I am back. Awesome.
2: <laughs> Thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> Therapy it happens, life.
1: It happens all the time. This is real life. So <laughs>
2: yeah. I was just
1: tell- talking about um, focusing on high quality meat as a significant impact, like just a health investment. And then I was talking a little bit about subscription-based services like Amazon and Thrive yes. and how those can be helpful if you're in a market where you don't have access to a really good grocery store. So I don't know. Do you all do any subscription services? With food, for food We do
2: Amazon prime, um, which like you said, functions for some of our household pantry items, mm-hmm. food items, the free shipping, and then also our entertainment with uh, TV yeah. and movies and stuff like that. I think yeah. it's well worth the $99 per year. And then back to like my YNAB. So we have like our standing bills, our true expenses. And within that is Amazon prime. And we know it comes every December and we've already allocated money towards it. So that's amazing. I
1: love that. You can just plug that in like, okay, in December, this will show up on our budget because it comes out every December. Yep. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and I can't say for in terms of entertainment, um, Amazon we love because, okay, for instance, we're Game of Thrones junkies. And so <laughs> we don't want to pay for cable for 12 months out of the year so that we can watch Game of Thrones. But with Amazon now you can do like subscription for the channel for however long you need to. So it's like 10 bucks a month and you get to watch Game of Thrones and then we cancel it. So, you know, things like that that just yeah. – you know, technology has made so much more accessible and possible. You just have to kind of know about it to do it. So
2: take advantage,
1: sure, take advantage of it. Um, trying to think what else. Let's talk some more food because we got so many questions about this. Um, do y'all ever do farmers markets, co-ops or anything like that?
2: We do. Um And, it's a stronger program in the summertime Mm -hmm. around here. Um, and so we will start utilizing that more, um, on Sundays here to get some stuff local. Um, but yeah, I love to support, you know, local when I can and, um, trying to think what else, um, we do. Sorry, I lost my train of thought. No, no, you're
1: fine. I was going to say, you know, when you, do want to support local and you want to do like farmers market things one thing that I've done is that when if we go to the farmers market um, and this is not just farmers market but if I see a sale on produce that's um, you know organic and it's part of the like dirty dozen, um, and I'm like, okay, this is a great price. It's in season. I'm going to buy a crap ton of it. And a lot of things, you got to do the research, but you can freeze. I mean, you can freeze berries for a long time. Um, there's tips and tricks. I recommend Pinterest. Everyone knows Pinterest. But you can find, okay, how do I freeze strawberries? And you can buy the crap out of those strawberries that are on sale Um, And super duper clean and you can freeze them and you can use them all year. So it's really just being like smart and intentional when you do want to make the most of like your farmer's market hauls. And then we have, check this out because it's in a lot of places we have a co-op here. And so what that means, it's kind of like a buyer's club, but you pay a um, subscription, like a fee to be part of this co-op. And you also have to put in because they're not really a store, And a lot of the things, including here in Texas, raw milk, you can't, like, buy in a store, but we can purchase it through this co-op. Like, you can buy it directly, quote, unquote, from the farm, Um, but a lot of people can't drive to the farm two hours away to get raw milk, so they kind of purchase it through this co-op. And so for us, you kind of – you put $50 in your account, and you can get that whenever – you can get that $50 back whenever you decide you don't want to be part of the co-op anymore, but it kind of just stays there. Um, and then through the co-op you can place an order once a week and we can get anything I mean we there's so much stuff there I mean it's eggs milk um, cream vegetables meats it's you know homemade or like I say homemade but it's um, yogurt it's like dairy-free yogurt it's it has simple meals it has I mean all sorts of stuff and it'll vary obviously with your co-op but that has been a game changer for us because we can get a lot of stuff there that we can't get in the grocery store for a really, really good price. So I I would definitely um, recommend checking out your local options in terms of that. Um, What do you guys do produce? I mean, we will try the Dirty Dozen to get organic. um, But, you know, we will if it's just something outrageous, but I really want it. um, You know, we will get the conventional and use – I don't know if you guys know this, but Dr. Bronner's you can use as a um, fruit and vegetable wash. So we just make sure that we're really intentional with kind of trying to get those things clean. Um, You know, maybe one week we can't afford raw grass fed dairy, but we will get organic, um, hormone free, low pasteurized version of it. So it's kind of like we just do the best with what we have. The best option that our money can buy at that point is what we go for, and we try not to stress too much about it. Um, you know, It's maybe not 100% grass-fed, but we'll try and do the hormone-free free option in terms of meat. Um, now that I'm researching more about meat, I'm being much more intentional with that. And Butcher Box is a great option for people. Um, we actually have yes. a code with Modern Mama's podcast. It's a great option for people. Um, we do, they have so many options in terms of cuts of meat that you can get, but you will get the most bang for your buck getting the um, cheaper cuts of meat because you get more um, in your box. Yep. So, like chicken thighs and ground beef and uh, pork, things like that. Um, so, that can be really budget friendly. And here's the other thing. So I don't know if you've been following along with Instagram. Laura and I have both been experimenting with um, lower carb, higher fat. um, Yeah, I have been. Yeah, so it's it's been amazing. And unintentionally, I found that eating this way cuts the amount of protein that I need um, and that I feel good on. And so kind of eating that way has unintentionally allowed me to become more choosy in terms of the meat that I do eat because I'm eating less of it. You know, I'm just piling on the fat, um, eating a lot of like, um, vegetables as well. And so that has been a way that we've been able to kind of stretch the meat budget as, as well, because high quality animal fats and, um, you know, coconut oil and all that stuff, though, it may be seem pricey. It'll stretch a long way because it's so nutrient dense.
2: Um, right.
1: So yeah, that's kind of what we do. What are what are your thoughts That's on that? That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, um I did have a question yeah. about MCT oil uh-huh. and if you had one that you recommend cuz I've been using brain octane uh-huh. in my um daily coffee with some collagen and I really like that routine. Um but I know with you know how you've been eating lately, um just you've been using MCT oil more often and and where you get yours.
1: Yeah, so I think it just depends on your budget and also being aware that, um, I've done a little bit of research on this. I haven't deep dive dove into it, but there are certain, um, I guess, strains of MCTs that are more functional in terms of like brain and energy more readily absorbed. And I think C8 is the one that most people recommend. You want to, like, if you get an MCT oil, you want to make sure that I, and People will probably tell me I'm totally wrong on this, but that the bulk of it or as much as you possibly can will be from C eight. I think it's like caprylic acid. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. And so there are a lot of cheaper MCT oils on the market, but they might be a different type of MCT that maybe is I mean, there's they're all fairly good for you, but it may not be like as awesome. So I found one that's pretty decent. It's actually the Now Foods um, okay. version. And I think I found it because Leanne Vogel of Helpful Helpful pursuit recommended it, but I got it on Amazon too, which if I can find it on Amazon, then I'm like nice. sold, but it's giant, giant and oh, cool. it was super cost friendly. Um, awesome. so I, I recommend that one just because I've had good success with it. Um, but yeah, and that's so nutrient dense, like you don't need a ton of it and it will last forever. Um, and we use yep. it for, like, dressings and in my coffee and all of that good stuff. So
2: what do you guys Very do for cool.
1: snacks, like, kids' snacks?
2: Oh, source subject over here. Yeah. We have a picky autistic toddler, 3 year olds. <laughs> you know. So yes. um, he's a big fruit guy. So mm-hmm. that is one area of our budget that – and I do my best to get organic, but sometimes I can't always find, you know – but, um, yeah, he's big on fruit and actually I will sprinkle collagen peptides into things mm-hmm. and coconut oil into his, um, purees and things like that to increase his fat and protein intake, um, because he's not so much into the protein, um, eating. So right. we sneak it in.
1: Yeah. For us, I mean, our kiddos have grown up eating the way we eat, so it's not, like, truly a battle, but they again, we have to make, what's the word I'm looking for, concessions, I guess. A lot of times it's ease over cost, um, you know, for me, it's like I don't have a ton of time to meal prep or to prepare lunches, um, but I want them to get Somewhat nutritious. I mean, my goal is for them to eat nutritiously throughout the day, even when they're away for, from us. But we utilize Costco a lot for snacks. Um, and I posted yeah. on Instagram, you know, some examples of things that we do. We do eat high quality um, dairy. So for us, that's an easy way for them to get. Um, good nutritional snacks I guess but Costco has like the fruit leathers which are like all fruit my kids love those we do like organic cheese sticks we buy bulk nuts um, either from Costco or the grocery store and make our own trail mixes because you're paying for convenience when you're buying like little packages of trail mix or whatever um, but if you can
2: spend- 100% yeah. and nut butters that's nut a very butters. easy one to do at home
1: absolutely so you just kind of, kind of pick and choose like What's what's worth your time um, in terms of like rate of return? Like how much are you going to save? And what's not really worth it if it's going to take you like an hour to sprout your almonds and you know pick your almonds off of your almond tree? What did almonds <laughs> grow on? I don't even know bushes. Um, You know, it's like, okay, maybe it's not worth it, but you've got to decide that for yourself. So um, bulk nuts, we do high quality lunch meats. Um, We do gluten-free breads for the kids. They have done really, really well for it. They don't have any significant allergy responses that we know of and so we're able to do that but you guys might not be able to um we do sweet potato chips I'm trying to think of things all the things they like we do some like higher quality bars because our kiddos like that but a lot of vegetables a lot of fruit um yeah things like that they like cheese like goat cheese they'll eat goat cheese like no other um and toasted coconut chips, my kids are obsessed with that. Dried fruit try and find nice. yeah, the no sugar added stuff.
2: Um,
1: because dried
2: mango, my yeah. son likes.
1: Yeah. And you have to be careful too. I mean, some of the dried fruit is like they just I mean it's sweet enough as it is, but they'll like add all sorts of sugar to it. But again, just picking and choosing, you know, is this something they're gonna be eating all the time or is this a once once in a while snack and it's not really that big of a deal, but At least that's my viewpoint. Just do the best you can with the budget that you have, what you're willing to invest in it, and the things that are important to you. And this goes for everything, Um, literally everything. We're all just doing the best we can with the information that we have at the time. And if we find out different information later that allows us to change or we want to change, great. For me, it's not about guilt. It's not – even this whole podcast is not about like, I don't want people to walk away thinking, Oh my God, I'm not on a budget. Like I feel so awful. Like this is terrible. It's always just presenting what we're doing, what's been working for us and how it's paid off and how it's made our lives better. And if it resonates with people, my thought is like, great. Like we're going to impact someone to go just start that conversation, even if it's in their head.
2: Like, I I
1: I wonder if I should be on a budget, or I wonder if I should think about investing money in, higher quality meat. And it's not about guilt. It's just starting the conversation, right?
2: Absolutely. And, you know, then once you, you benefit from it a little bit, it's so hard not to share it. Like I have to like reel it in sometimes and be (laughs) like, Steph, not everyone is into budgeting right now. Like, (laughs) slow your roll, but then it is so exciting. Mm -hmm. And now I've had like some really nerdy conversations with some of my best friends and got them up and going with using YNAB and answered some of their questions. And so I feel helpful in that sense that I can provide, you know, a little bit of my experience and knowledge of where, how we got started. And then knowing that that's helping them and their family help save for the things that are important to them. Absolutely.
1: I love it. I'm the same way. Um, we're almost to the end of our, our podcast, which is crazy, because I'm i seriously, I enjoy talking about this topic so much. But I wanted to ask you, so a lot of times, um, even for myself, there are some bigger items, um, or th- like I would consider investments, that maybe seem like, There are more money up front, but then in the long term, they save you money. So for one, the cow. Um, But for two, I'm thinking about things like, we're thinking about biggest bang for your buck in terms of health. So water, the water that you're drinking and using daily. So for us, we use we have like a water filtration system that is like... I can't describe it. I don't even know the, the brand name of it. It's not a Berkey because we're not quite able okay. to afford that. But it's um that's where we use all of our drinking water from. Because believe it or not, this podcast that I was listening, listening to with Leanne Vogel, he was talking about, it was this guy on there, I forget his name. I'm being super helpful with this. But he mm-hmm. was saying that in drinking water, especially in bigger cities, um, the water that we drink and we bathe with and we cook with. They have tested the levels uh, for just all these things. And so we're talking about like birth control hormones in the water that our kids, our family, you know, everyone that we know is drinking. The levels of stuff like that, like synthetic hormones, is off the charts. And so that like freaked me out because I'm like, we still use tap water um, for cooking and things. But it's more like if you can... If you can limit your the the amount of toxin exposure through your drinking water, through the things that you're putting on your body, and all that stuff, that's a huge investment for your health and your family. So for us, a water filtration system was a big cost up front, but has paid dividends. We don't have to buy bottled water anymore. We don't have to you know do all that stuff. Um, reusable plastics has been huge. I'm still on the hunt. I haven't quite committed to um, reusable plastic like sandwich bags yet because I. I'm still in the research phase. Um, but if you yeah. can invest in those, that's great because even though, well, it's not only for your budget because you're going to have to continue to buy the throwaway plastic bags forever and ever and ever, but for the yeah. environment, is also a huge thing. Yeah. That's been a, a goal for us. We use stainless steel straws versus the, the plastic um, straws. After I read this report about how many straws can, like in one year, the amount of straws that people use will like wrap around the earth. A bajillion times, basically, it was the gist of it. I was like, okay. And um, they're like, literally, I'm going off on a tangent here. I'm sorry, you probably have to go. But like, no, no, there are trash like things miles wide, just like floating in the ocean, like moving slowly around the ocean, just because of our like re- our disposable plastics and things, and that's just like so yeah. sad to me
2: of totally my family has like an ongoing joke they make fun of me because at every party or event that we host I insist on using my our china that we got for our wedding (laughs) and my mom and my mother-in-law are always like making fun of me like why don't you just use plastic it's so much easier and I'm like no I don't want the waste Mm -hmm. and I want to use my my Beautiful dishes. <laughs> that I actually you, use yeah. it as my everyday. My everyday dishware is my china. Um, it's like a casual, but um, that's amazing. Well, it's like
1: I why, why are you to, wait like for a special occasion? Yeah. You could be happy every day when you use your special china.
2: Exactly, and yeah. I don't want to store plastic utensils and have that take up cabinet space. Like again, just less is more. Yeah. Less stuff, less waste. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like I just have a different lens on now.
1: Yeah, totally. And we have that conversation when it comes to, like, clothing as well. Um, I'm still, like, for me, I still have sh- a struggle, like, investing in, like, really well-made, high-quality clothes for myself because that's a whole nother issue. Just investing in myself is hard. Um, I'll do that for my kids for sure. But, like, for myself, yeah. I still have that struggle. But what I found is... Um, you know, I can buy, you know, a hundred dollars worth of clothing from like Target or Old Navy, and I love the clothing. It's it's awesome. Most of it fits really well. It's great. It's flattering, but the chances of that lasting me a long time is probably not that high. Versus if I were to go to a place like, um, like Patagonia or something that was like really really high quality um, that would last me a long time. It's so hard for me. Cause I'm thinking, okay, this shirt, this pair of pants costs $75. And I could buy like three pair of pants at old Navy with this amount of money, but it's kind of like, yeah. I'm still working on it. You guys, like I'm not perfect. I don't do everything perfectly to a T, but it's just a total mindset set shift. Once you start thinking about life differently and your money differently and your stuff differently, it's just a process. It's baby steps towards, you know, really being in a whole, living a whole different lifestyle, I
2: think. Absolutely. And investing in things that are going to be made to last mm-hmm. and not so that you're going to have to use them, consume them, and then buy them again. Right.
1: Exactly. So, do you have anything else? You, we were going up on an hour and 15 minutes. Do you have anything else you want to add? Last words of wisdom?
2: Um, no, I just, um, available to chat if anyone has questions on getting started with using something like YNAB. Um, I love nerding out and talking about this and it really brings me joy to just help, you know, spread the word about (laughs) financial independence and budgeting and getting organized and using that tool to, um, you know, just better, better your financial picture and, and, uh, planning.
1: Yeah, and I love the in parting. It's like money doesn't buy you happiness. It really doesn't. But it can – being free from the restrictions of money can buy you – I'm using air quotes – buy you freedom. It can buy you just one less thing to to have like a cluttered mindset about. It can really be freeing when you can kind of get away from being tied to your money. Um it opens up a whole new world you can do that if travel is important to you if maybe you want to like live in a tiny home and travel the world with your kids and have a job that you know you can do um via what's the word I'm looking for (laughs) the internet what is the word I'm looking for yeah not uh remote remote work um you know kind of not being tied to your finances or being restricted by your everyday but uh, financial needs can really be freeing um, and allow you to do whatever you want to do. So, um, and I, we had Please some questions. That. Yeah. We had some questions about supplements and I think we're going to save that for another episode. Cause we could probably, Laura and I will probably deep dive into that um, in a different episode, but thank you so much for being on. Tell us where we can find you. How do we connect with you um, via your various social media avenues.
2: Thank you, Jess. And thanks for having me on. This was super fun. Um, I, uh, and most often on Instagram at cleaner Stephanie.
1: Okay. Awesome. Thank you for being here. Thanks guys for listening. I hope for y'all budgeting. Nerds, that this was a very interesting episode. And even if you aren't a budgeting nerd, I hope it kind of will spark some discussion with you and your family and potentially change your life. Feel free free to reach out to either of us um, if you have specific questions about what we do. I'm going to work on a budgeting post as well. Um, And I'll probably work on – I think the YNAB app is probably a great opportunity for most people. But if you just want to use Excel like me, um, I can share my – What's the word? The words are Template. hard today. Template. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank <laughs> you. Words are so we hard. We started
2: there, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. A good old spreadsheet. So Absolutely.
1: It's a great starting place. So I can share that with you guys if you want to reach out individually. But as always, rate us and write a review on iTunes. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes, <laughs> iTunes. I'm like, where are we? Rate us and write a review on iTunes if you love what you are seeing. It's our biggest compliment. We love, love, love reading those. You can always find us on social media at Hold the space and at Laura. Roots, And we also have the Modern Mamas Tribe on Facebook. And I will probably mention this in a episode, another episode, but we're going to start doing live. Um, Laura and I are going to be live in our Modern Mamas Tribe um, probably once a month or so. So that if you want to go there and connect with us and ask a bunch of questions that maybe we don't get to on the podcast or we plan to get you on the podcast, but it won't be for a while, please join the tribe. That's where you'll have access to us um, via that Avenue. You can always email us with questions or ideas for topics at modernmamaspodcast at gmail.com. But that's it. We will see you next week. Thanks again, Steph.
2: Very good.
0: Thanks, Joss. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time.